0: Hello, and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money and work less so you can enjoy having your ideal business and your ideal life. This is Ann Backrack. Today, we have a special guest with us who I know you will find to be fascinating and interesting as he shares powerful ideas to help us reprogram our mind to overcome bad habits addictions, fears, phobias, emotional issues, and pretty much anything and everything else you can possibly think of from A to Z. Jonathan Royal, his stage name actually, is an international celebrity hypnotherapist, master of positive mind control, presenter of the documentary Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, and author of over 30 books, including Shitnosis helping you get over the shit in your life and get your shit together. Welcome, Jonathan. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Anne. Thanks for uh, inviting me. Well, so we're all on the same page. How does hypnosis work, generally speaking?
1: Oh, what a question to start with. And the reason I kind of go, oh, is because my definition goes against the vast majority of so-called hypnosis expert but my definition is one that the people that i've taught are found to be reality uh, and works for them and it's quite simply this hypnosis doesn't exist in the way most people think it does there is no special zombie like trance like state. it is just a state of belief so as for how does hypnosis work it is just manipulating somebody's emotions thoughts, feelings, energies, some might argue, and um, internal experiences to ultimately change their belief or amplify their belief or manipulate a belief in the direction that is relevant to what the person doing the hypnosis is intending to achieve. Now, fortunately, the vast majority of the time, that's going to be something very positive uh, as it would be if somebody came to me or another hypnotherapist for therapy to overcome a habit addiction fear or phobia or depression or anxiety attacks or whatever then obviously the intent would be that the hypnotherapist would be helping manipulate those thoughts feelings energies emotions uh, and currently existing beliefs in such a manner That it would transform the way the person was thinking about things so that they no longer felt as low or experienced any element of any further wanting, for example, sugary or fatty foods if they were trying to lose weight or no longer wanting or desiring or craving tobacco when they came to the session they were a smoker. But that instead it would have been transformed so that all the thoughts and feelings and energies and the emotions connected to anything around that that once used to bother them in the past would now be positive, empowering, and kind of like a a biofeedback circuit feeding back to them the evidence of them continuing to achieve that that they set out to, i.e., becoming and remaining the confident, happy, healthy, relaxed, non-smoker. So is it something like you see on the films where somebody sw- swings a swinging watch? the person goes into a zombie like sleep state generally speaking no but the reason i say generally speaking is because if somebody was to have nefarious intent negative intent then it is indeed of course possible to manipulate people's emotions thoughts feelings energies and belief systems to steer them to do things that they may not Consciously, um, previously wanted to do, but fortunately, the majority of people out there are not nefarious. Uh, most people out there don't know how to do such manipulation, but unfortunately, for us as a human population, people like governments and politicians and high-pressure salespeople do know. There have just been a few random examples. Do know the power of emotionally manipulating people to get them to buy things they may not have wanted to buy or to get them to vote for political parties they may not have previously thought they had any alignment with or to get involved. Another negative end of the scale would be, you know, when people get manipulated into feeling that they need to join a a cult to feel as though they belong or that they're worthwhile. Whether it's the negative end of the scale or the positive end of the scale, all about manipulating people's thoughts, feelings, energies, emotions and um, belief systems.
0: Let's let's use another example and help me with this Mm -hmm. one. So if if I am a person who needs to make some more money, so I want to generate revenue, I've got to call prospects, but I have call reluctance. So how do you help me with hypnosis or hypnotherapy types of processes so that I have a positive outlook and I'm not anymore having call reluctance to make the calls I need to make to grow my business?
1: Okay, so like taking that very specific example, which is a which is a great one. Uh, There's various things that I could do with somebody on a one to one basis or that they could do for themselves using the kind of techniques that I teach in my book, Shit Gnosis, helping you get over the shit in your life and get your shit together. Because although it appears to be mainly aimed at helping people to overcome habits, addictions, fears, and phobias, and health issues from A through to Z, the techniques can also be used ultimately to reprogram your personal nettop computer, your unconscious, subconscious mind, to help you to stop doing the things you're currently doing that you don't want to do and also to help you start doing the thing you want to do that you're currently not doing, which is exactly what needs to be done in the example you've just given. So what I would do is help an individual or guide them through the pages of my book and the interactive videos that they can access via the QR codes in the book to focus on the positive feelings of that experience. Because the reason for core reluctance is people don't like rejection. Nobody has ever said when they get a successful telephone sales conversion. Nobody has ever said when they put the phone down and they've just made a sale, Oh, I don't want to make any more sales. No, nobody's ever said that. If you think about it, they've not said it out loud. They've not said it internally. If they have said it, they said it as a joke. Um, but from a true feeling in every nerve, fibre, tissue and muscle in their body, when they actually make a successful sale, The last thing that would enter their mind to say, think, feel, or believe would be the thought of, I don't want that to ever happen again. However, that's exactly what enters your head repeated even if only at an unconscious level when somebody hangs up the phone or tells you to F off, stop interrupting my time, or maybe you are lucky enough that they'll listen to you for a while, but then they make an excuse or whatever. And ultimately, you end up ending that call without a sale. People automatically, whether they, you know, obviously they don't want to, but like in a lumpy, whether it's consciously, unconsciously, or both, more often than not, it's both, people feel that as being rejection, which is a very negative, painful, emotional, um, feeling that's getting kind of triggered and twanged, call after call. And when you think about it like that, it's no wonder that the vast majority, if not every telephone salesperson or business person that uses um, the telephone t- to sell the products or services, will at some point experience call reluctance it's because they're not it's not that they're reluctant to make the call they just don't want to at a deep emotional level feel rejected um, or potentially verbally abused if they happen to ring at the wrong time and somebody tells them to you know f off so what i would help that individual do through an important seeming ritualistic process some people will call it meditation, some will call it uh, progressive relaxation, some will call it hypnosis. But it's a fixation of attention so that the critical faculty, the analytical area, or some call it the executive function of the human brain can, as I metaphorically say, I think of it as like a nightclub dormant of the mind. So it's time for it to go on its lunch break, we need to condition it. It's okay, it's safe. Time to go on your lunch break, so that we can get into our unconscious, subconscious mind, which I think of as being like a personal network computer, so that we can go in and turn down the intensity of that negative feeling that we currently have connected to the experience of someone hanging up the phone or telling us to F off, or the phone call ending without a sale, which are all the things that are ultimately pushing the buttons that go, uh, I'll just go for another cigarette or, oh, I'll just make another coffee, then I'll start the call. Or, Actually, I'll do the filing instead. The things that cause call reluctance. And if we can turn down the intensity and the emotional negativity connected to them, so I'm not saying that it wipes the memory from your mind, you'll still remember that feeling of rejection from the past, but it won't affect you the way it once did. And instead, we can anchor to that as it's called in neurolinguistic programming. Um, in conventional psychology, it would be called operant conditioning or classical conditioning. Associating one thing to another. So if we can rewire this program so that when the thought of making a phone call um, is thought processed in the mind of the individual rather than the thing that's got the most sort of emotional charge in the person's mind and body being that of rejection, negativity, failure and all that, and it being hard work. Instead, we need to wire it up so that the first thing that the person thinks of is how fantastic and wonderful it feels when they get a yes, when they make a sale, when it's successful when it works the way it should when it works the way they'd want it to and then we get neat to it kind of I, one of the processes i would do is i would have them imagine seeing an image of themselves um in a kind of magic mirror and in this mirror image they're seeing themselves picking up the phone and feeling enthusiastic about it and in this imaginary image of themselves they see that them, the perfect them. Saying to themselves, you know what, it really doesn't matter whether this call converts to a sale or not. Because as we know, as I'm sure you know, and I'm sure all the listeners know, every industry has a number. Now, I don't know what that number is for your particular industry, but I have worked with sales teams uh, in the past and pretty much every industry has an average number. Obviously, when they take all the salespeople, and look how many calls they make to how many sales get converted over an hour a day a week a month and a year they can pretty much with very good accuracy say that in a certain industry maybe it's 50 calls have to be made before you get two or three appointments and from those two or three appointments one of them becomes a sale different for absolutely every industry i know find out what your industry general number is and that's very important if you are self-employed and there's only you if you're a one-person band because when you feel isolated and alone that contributes to heightening the negative feelings and emotions and thought direction whereas when you um either work as part of a team or can be aware of what other people in your industry are encountering the fact that it's not a personal rejection of you and that's what we would use the positive mind reprogramming for as well to get them to look at the image of themselves in the mirror see them picking up the phone with enthusiasm yes there's the opportunity here for this to be another positive call where the sale is made or the appointments made, where i feel fantastic inside where i know I'm another step closer to achieving my goals this month of x amount of sales and focusing all on all, all the positive results. Now, we know that that is not going to happen with every phone call from that one Of course it's not. However, the more you can get your unconscious, subconscious mind, which is where the laptop computer is running, your memory bank, to play the images of you being the winner, the person who gets the conversion, and how good those feelings are connected to that. then that can outweigh all that negativity that's built up in the past that has led to the core reluctance. So that your reaction to rejection is minimized. So it becomes almost like water off a duck's back, where rather than on an unconscious level, the computer banks going, that's another rejection, that's another failure. When it happens, instead, the personal laptop computers. Uh, instinctive response then becomes this is just another signpost on the road to success. It's nothing personal about you. Your congratulations. you're another call closer to your industry's magic number of on average so many calls until you get the result that you know is getting closer and closer inside. So it's about uh, what they call in neurolinguistic programming reframing things. But you have to do it it's not good enough to just do that on a conscious level because logic everyone tried to use logic when they were giving up a habit for example um well i know logically these cigarettes are killing me so i'll stop but they end up having cravings and stuff and most people end up relapsing and the reason for that is because by then the habit and addiction combinations of both are running as an automatic program In their personal laptop computer the unconscious subconscious mind and that program's still there even though consciously they want to do something different and the fact is when your conscious mind and your imagination or what's on the computer hard drive are in conflict the thing that will always win is the operating system of your laptop computer your unconscious subconscious mind so you have to use some sort of process to bypass the critical faculty, which is what my book, Shit notices is, that's the key to what it teaches, that you can get into the control room of your mind and delete those negative energies, thoughts, feelings, emotions, uh, past beliefs, misguided ones, minimize them and replace them with the positive focus that contributes to you more rapidly, easily and pleasurably getting the outcome you desire, which in the example you've given, would be not feeling reluctant to get on the phone, and in fact, having a kind of sense of um, joyful eagerness inside that every no, that's a classic cliche in sales says, but it's very true, every no brings you closer to a yes. But knowing that at the unconscious level, all so well and good saying to yourself consciously, every no brings you closer to a yes, but that's no good if you, still feeling that sense of rejection at an unconscious level. That sense of rejection has to be dealt with first at the unconscious level. So it doesn't bother you as it once did in the past. And when that has been dealt with, well, then, well, then you don't feel like you're getting rejected. So your reasons for being reluctant to make the calls disappear.
0: That's awesome. So basically what we're doing is we're pushing down the rejection that we might have had or experienced in the past and really elevating the positivity of the ones that said yes.
1: Massively so, yeah. And and also because if you have a computer, for example, and you don't buy antivirus software on it, sooner or later, the chances are when you're sweeping the internet, you're gonna pick up some sort of virus depending on what that is, that can end up corrupting files on the hard drive. And the cold hard truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter what you try to tap into your computer, restart it or do, until you actually take some action in the form of getting antivirus software, and possibly even software to remove the stuff that's been corrupted and repair it, and then install antivirus software, unless you do something to, fundamentally change things at that hard drive level, then it doesn't matter how much tapping you do with the keyboard, giving it instructions to try and get it to do X, Y, Z. It's quite uh, relevant, actually. It's the 4th of May, as we record this. So it's May the 4th be with you day. And in Star Wars, Master Yoda says to uh, Luke Skywalker, do or do not. There is no try. And what this means is it's the power of the word try. The word try, whenever, if you say to somebody, I'm having a party, why don't you come along on Friday? If they say to you, oh, I don't know what I'm doing yet, I'll try to come along. Nine times out of 10, they won't show up. Because when people try to do things, invariably they fail or they don't end up doing them. Because the word try itself is a massive negative suggestion. It's saying that you've got to try to do something. So that's a suggestion that it's not going to be easy or it's not going to be possible. Um, you need to end up, which is why reprogramming the laptop computer is so important. You need to end up being in a position where you, you are genuinely saying to yourself and truly believing in it both consciously and unconsciously that you are going to do X, Y, Z um but that's got to be something that's in alignment and incongruence so you know consciously there's people out there who say they are going to do everything it takes to no longer smoke. but if they've still got that addiction program running on the nettop computer serial later they're going to relapse or if they don't relapse because that need for the addiction that bad program running on the computer still it has to manifest somehow. So on a laptop, that might slow down your real computer. In a human being, it might manifest as turning to an addiction of eating sugary foods instead of what they used to do, which was smoking. And it will always either relapse or manifest until such times as you remove the key triggers that are causing it, which with every human being on the planet, always at some level, it's an underlying emotional imbalance that the person doesn't feel worthy enough or, you know, they don't have enough self-confidence or self-esteem or self-image or self-control, a.k.a. willpower. And if there's any imbalance there, that would have a knock-on effect on their self-love, their self-worth, the self-respect and their positive selfishness, that ability to look after themselves. And if there's any imbalance there, that will have a, a, a knock-on effect on their sense of self their self-identity who they are and they'll end up feeling like something's missing and all of that roots to whether or not the individual ultimately feels and feelings are purely illusionary whether they feel as a human being loved wanted needed appreciated cared for cherished and valued there's been any imbalance there and this is from birth up to the present time any imbalance there will have a knock-on effect on all those other things and these things go Deep and affect the way the programs run or don't run, as the case may be, in the person's unconscious subconscious mind. And if they're carrying around self blame, shame, guilt, regret, or feelings of um, rejection, whether that be from sales calls of the past or past relationships, it doesn't matter. If the focus of their laptop computer is that there are more negative thoughts, feelings, energies and emotions running than positive, then ultimately that is going to cause some shit on some level in their life. Hence, with shit my book, the tagline is helping you get over the shit in your life and get your shit together. Because we get to the root and we kind of take this viewpoint, not all of us, myself included, this is not something you do want. And then are a perfect individual you know you can't just put an antivirus software on your computer once and expect it to be safe forever there are there are updates you know whether that's weekly or monthly so it is with us as humans as well you also need you can't just do these exercises once and expect life to be perfect for the rest of your life you have to continue doing positive work on yourself on a daily, weekly, monthly, and a, a yearly basis. And the psychological tools to do that, to reprogram your NECDOT computer, are what um, what we focus on in the book. But at the root, yeah, a simplistic sentence uh, explanation would be that we um, reduce the negatives of that that bothered the person in the past, and amplify and anchor The positive thoughts, feelings, energies and emotions that can motivate them towards the lifestyle, the thoughts, the feelings, the experiences, uh, reactions and outcomes that they truly desire.
0: That's awesome. You said so many powerful things in that really, you know, amplifying the positivity, because we've all had positive experiences, but we dwell on those negatives so much. You know, that that always carries the heavier weight.
1: It's that little voice inside us. Some people these days, it's become the buzz term, imposter syndrome. This idea that, you know, you're actually going to get found out one day that you're not as good as the bits of paper you've got or your 20, 30 years of experience actually show. Why, when we have so much evidence, of our past success, do we end up listening to that stupid little voice inside our head? And the reason is because that stupid little voice is based on what negative thoughts, feelings, energies, emotions are being focused on most by that next top computer. So the answer is, that's another reason why you want to get in there and reprogram it because what you want to have playing in your head, that little voice, is the random thoughts and comments of I am good enough. Ah, it's okay. This one was difficult, but the next one will be easier. I am worth it. And, and, you know, you want, it should be your greatest kind of internal superhero, that little voice, cheering you on. Whereas sadly for a lot of people, until they actually do some positive self-work on themselves, to reprogram that computer, they're actually walking around with their biggest enemy.
0: So true, so true. The other important thing that you said, which I didn't really make the correlation to, I, like you, don't like the word try. And every time I Mm. hear one of my clients say, I'm going to try this, I said, no, you're not. You're either going to do it or you're not. And Just make a choice, you know, and commit to that. So what you said was try is a negative suggestion to yourself.
1: Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's of course, I'll give you an example. This is why stage hypnotists, when I'm doing a stage hypnosis demonstration, I'll get people to put their hands together and imagine that the left hand's locking, gluing, welding cement into the right hand and the right hand's locking, gluing, welding cement into the left hand and go through a whole feel about how they're imagining the hands locking together in concrete, super glue, and a whole manner of things. And then at the end, I'll say to them, okay, now just try to separate your hands. And the more you try to separate your hands, the more they lock, glue, weld, cement together. And the reasoning for that is, could of what MLQA coined the law of reversed effort, NLP refers to it as what resists. persists. We get more of what we focus on in so life. If you focus on the idea of trying to separate your hands, you're giving yourself the suggestion that it's possible you will not be able to undo your hands. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to try, you just undo your hands. So it is even when we're doing it to ourselves in self-taught. Yeah, I'll try to meet that deadline. Or well, no, you either prioritize everything to meet that deadline or the chances are you're going to not make the deadline or you're going to make the deadline at the last minute but with something that's not up to the best standard it could have been for you because of the obstacles you'll meet along the way because you've given yourself that negative suggestion that you're going to have to try, that it's going to be, a struggle. Whereas when you say you will do something, that, and that's more positive. Now it doesn't always work out the way you might ideally want it, but it works out more often the way you want it to when you're focused on the positive of it working. It's like a slightly different example is when people go focus on I don't want to be poor anymore. I, I don't want to be skinned at the end of the month. I'm going to try and save some money. Invariably things come up or that that's the way they justify it to themselves and they'll get to the end of the month and there's more month left at the end of the money than there is money left at the end of the month because they were focused on the idea of not being poor well that's a fear that's a state of fear i don't want to be i'm scared of being and you know what fear is such a powerful emotion that it overweighs many things but that is you get more of what you focus on well you will end up being the thing you don't want to be, namely poor. Whereas, if you'd focused instead on the idea of day by day, M.L. QA came up with the phrase "day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better." Well, it's a slightly amended version of that could be "day by day, in every way, I'm continuing to become richer and richer." That means that you're constantly daily feeding yourself the idea of becoming richer and richer but in a way that is believable and credible because you're not saying to your unconscious mind or your conscious mind or the critical faculty um you're not saying to any part of your mind that overnight you become a millionaire a billionaire or that you've got a thousand pounds that you didn't have previously or a thousand dollars you're just saying that you're becoming day by day in every way i'm continuing implying it's already started I am continuing to become richer and richer in every way. And the reason for in every way, is richer and richer in every way. What does that mean? Well, your unconscious and the critical faculty can look at that and go, well, yes, I found 10 cents on the floor today. I am getting richer than I was because I've got 10 cents more. And that will confirm to it that this was becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. But equally, just feeling happier one day because something wonderful happened and made you laugh the unconscious subconscious mind and your critical faculty and even consciously can uh, rationalize it as you know what i feel happier today than i did yesterday So i'm becoming richer emotionally there's so many ways that it can interpret that all of which are ones that would confirm it to genuinely be happening the fact that you are continuing to become richer and richer every day that it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you get more of what you focus on. So down the line, albeit 30 days, 90 days down the line, when you look back, you look back and go, wow, actually, yeah, I have started to save more money or I have started to earn more money. And you'll just notice looking back on the past three months, how much you've moved forward by focusing on the positive outcome occurring and phrasing it so that your unconscious subconscious mind believes it's already occurring.
0: So here's a question that I need your guidance on. So how many times do we hear people say, and we're included in this as well, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. is I'm not good at this, or I've never been able to do that, or people don't like when I do this, or I mean, it's all this negativity. How do we catch ourselves and reframe Uh, that in a positive way that's going to help us really put the positivity in so we're focusing on what actually we want not what we really don't want to keep repeating
1: okay this is both uh, a simple answer and highly complicated but the simple answer is this the only reason what you've just described can, can happen is if the individual has got some imbalance somewhere so in other words They don't feel fully loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and or valued. It can be one or more of them. It could just be one of them that's had a massive hit or it could be two or three of those elements that's had tiny hits. But in any event, it causes an imbalance, which has that knock-on effect on their self-confidence, self-image, self-esteem and self-control, which has that knock-on effect I talked about on their self-worth, self-respect, self-love and positive selfishness, which has the knock-on effect on their sense of self, their self-identity, who they are as a human being, their whole, they feel as though lost something's missing. That might not be a conscious feeling, but it, it's a driver, it's what's going on. Now, in that state, where they're also carrying around self-blame, shame, guilt, regret, fear, frustration, failure, anger, anguish, anxiety, resentment, regret, and remorse of the past, and also possibly lots of mini-traumas, well, not possibly, highly likely unless they've already done some personal self-growth work. What I mean by mini traumas are this. Sigmund Freud, or Sigmund Freud as more people probably recognize, said that the formative years were from birth until seven. In my experience, I actually believe it's more till around teenage years, puberty, because it's not until around that time that the executive function of the mind, aka the critical faculty analytical area, the club dormant of the mind, starts its job. So up until then, all suggestions, all experiences, positive and negative, and in between, go into that unconscious, subconscious, the personal laptop computer. Then around puberty, executive function kicks in, the analytical, critical area, and what that does then is stops negatives automatically getting in, unless they get through through extreme trauma, fear, or repetition. But unfortunately, what it's doing also is locking in all the negativity. That's gone up to that point, and also all the traumas, and they can be what I would call mini traumas in adult. I'm not saying that everyone's been sexually abused or violently attacked, although some people have, and that means they've got even bigger traumas they need to unlock and let go of to be able to move forward as the best possible then. But t- take this example: no most adults would think if I said at three years of age at a party. As a child, let's say you'd been playing with a, a red balloon and you love this red balloon. And in your imagination at that time as a child, it turned into a magical fairy kingdom cast full of lovely little magical fairies. And, and kids don't know the difference between imagination and reality. So this is totally real for you in that moment as a three year old. And unfortunately, then at that party, an adult walks past and knocks you by accident. And you fall forward onto the balloon and it bursts and you start crying. And the adult thinks you're crying because of the loud bang of the balloon which obviously is a contributory factor and the fact that the balloon's burst, which again yes is a contributory factor but what that adult doesn't realize so they don't console you for it they can't because they can't possibly understand what you're going through at that time as a three-year-old is that as a three year old that was your magical fairy kingdom castle and it was full of magical little fairies who just their castle their kingdom their world has just been destroyed and all the little fairies have been killed that isn't traumatic to the three-year-old as it would be to us as adults now losing a loved one or family member in a horrific road accident and yet as an adult looking at it until perhaps i've described it the way i just have done you probably think a bloom burst in that three-year-old's party could cause you now as an adult to be walking around with self-blame shame guilt regret fear, frustration, failure, and all these negative thoughts, feelings, energies, and emotions that are holding you back or manifesting you in some way negatively in your life, whether it's the habit, addiction, fear, or phobia, or is that little voice in your head that focuses on more negative than positive? Well, actually, yeah, and we've all had dozens, if not hundreds, of what I call these mini traumas, things that happen to us when we're one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, even 12 and 13 up to the point of puberty and the executive function kicking in before that nightclub dormant of the mind gets in place. There's already tons of these that have gone on to that hard drive that you're walking around with that need, as I mentioned before, reprogramming, the negative stuff deleting, positive antivirus software for the mind installing. So, and that's the entire focus of my book sheet and this so the answer is what i would say to people is that they've got they're probably walking around unless they've already done personal self-development work to a big extent they are walking around with a wounded metaphorically a wounded inner child that's part of them and also a metaphoric laptop computer that's running these negative trauma programs in the background and and is the cause of that little negative voice so you've got to forgive accept release reprogram and reframe all the negativities of the past you've got to let go of all that self-blame shame guilt and regret which is remarkably a lot easier to do than it may sound by helping to heal heal metaphorically that inner child and there is a process for doing that in shipnosis to help you as it says in the particular chapter, let go of the shit of the past and get over that negative shit. You're going to let go of that and then effectively make yourself whole again by balancing those emotional pillars out that we spoke about before. And again, that's a major focus of the book because the first chapter says, ask the question: Are you emotionally constipated? Is there a blockage that's stopping you fulfilling your best potential? being your best self doing the best you could do and in the vast majority of cases most people listening to this will currently have what i call emotional constipation blockages self-doubts on some level in some circumstances but once you use the processes to help you reprogram that next on computer and balance out those emotional pillars so that everything then along the way has a knock-on effect balances out and repairs and you feel all again when you feel whole and complete you find that you no longer have that negative voice in your head you don't react to what in the past you would have perceived as rejection in the way you once did you view things everything differently when you fully realize you know that person actually could have just been having a bad day that person just doesn't want a sales call it's not that they specifically don't want a sales call from me they don't want a sales call from anybody right now and when you can reframe everything but from a position where you're not just consciously trying to reframe the position where you're doing it automatically because you are now running a computer program in your mind of positivity and a focus on positive outcomes one where you feel worthwhile You know you're worthwhile and one where you create a reality for yourself where no longer is there that feeling of the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. You know what? That's your grass can be greener and grow stronger by watering the seeds of positivity in your mind on a daily basis and realizing, as Emil Kueh said, that day by day, in every way, you can and are getting better and better. Wow, so much
0: great information. And as you stated, I mean, we all probably have baggage to some degree we don't even really know about that comes exactly. from the inner child that needs to be reprogrammed. So getting your book shipnosis can really help unpack that and help a lot of us.
1: Well, uh, it can only help if And this is the key, I know it sounds obvious, but too many, I I get fed up with hearing self-help gurus, personal development consultants, life coaches, just say, go and get my book and it can change your life. Just going onto Amazon or your favorite book retailer and searching for shit northes, helping you get over the shit in your life and get your shit together, I mean Jonathan Royal Hypnotist, is going to do precisely sweet FA to change your life. Getting that book delivered to you and reading it is going to do very little to positively transform your life. What you have to do is put into action the things that are taught and shared within the book and also by way of the QR code that take you to interactive videos. And you've actually got to go through the processes to let go of all that negativity of the past and to install the new computer, metaphoric mental antivirus software for your brain your net top computer that there's an old saying that knowledge is power and that's bullshit excuse the language knowledge itself is useless applying that knowledge in the correct context in the correct manner is where the power comes from and so it is with my book analysis which is fourteen dollars and seventy cents on amazon so you know it's like buying a Couple of coffees and a cake in Starbucks. That this could truly have a, a life-changing effect for you both personally and business-wise as well. But only if you get off your arse and put into action the techniques that are in there. It's not good enough just to read something and go, "Wow, I think that's a great idea. I might try it at some point in the future, or I should do that." No, 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 no. Or I must do that. That's where, you know, because then you just must debating, must do this, must do that. You'll get nowhere. You've actually got to take action. As long as you're prepared to take action, then yeah, it can be life-changing. So true about anything, right?
0: Just having the knowledge doesn't, doesn't mean anything, but putting it, actually implementing it, putting it, applying it in our lives is what the key is for anything. Well, Jonathan, wow, I thought this was amazing. I took a lot of fantastic notes and I can't wait to delve in and apply your techniques in shit gnosis. I appreciate you being a guest today and love, love, love everything that you had to say. Well,
1: I'll leave everyone with this final thought until they get to share more thoughts with me interactively, virtually online through the interactive videos that are in the book, Shit Because uh, there's no upsell with the book. Once you've got the book, there's nothing else to ever buy off me. Because I do know that some people there's two types of people in this world. And there's a sliding scale in between. There's people who are very right-brained, who are very creative, very spiritual, very sort of what I call the new age tree-hugging brigade at one end of the scale. No offense intended, this is just to create mental images for people. And at the other end of the scale are left brain people that are very logical, analytical, sometimes skeptical. And there's a sliding scale in between. What the spiritual uh, creative types, react very differently to the logical analytical skeptical types So techniques that work to help reprogram the nettop computers the creative types won't work for the logical and vice versa which is why in knows analysis we either give you two different techniques for each thing so that you can find the one that works best for you whether you're at the logical end of the scale or the creative end, or we show you how to adapt the techniques so that they will work for you Always one key aim and that key aim is to help you to realize and become the best possible you. The only person you should really be competing with in life. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to other salespeople. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to other business people or in your personal life to the neighbors next door. You should be focused on just becoming the best possible version of you that you can possibly become that day by day in every way, you can and do become a better and better you. That's the only person you should be competing
0: with. Couldn't agree with you more. Again, appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you very much, Anne. It's been a pleasure.
0: Well, my hope for our time together with Jonathan is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful, professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others, as it can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries. And if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries as well. Want more proven business success resources and tips? Subscribe to my blog at accountabilitycoach.com forward slash blog. And always remember to aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day, today and every day. I appreciate you listening.